1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard with the lineup now complete for the League Cup semi final. Celtic will play St Johnston and have also announced a new five year deal for captain Callum McGregor. Rangers have been drawn to face Hibs after Jack Ross's side saw off Dundee United and Jim Goodwin's not overly concerned by St Mirren's six game winless run. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight is Jim Duffy and Hugh Evans. Celtic fans have been looking for a bit of good news this week and Callum McGregor signing a new contract and promising to finish his career at the club certainly fits the bill but he won't play against Dundee United on Sunday and the captain will be missed Rangers play tomorrow against a Dundee side who haven't scored in any of their last five games so it could be that Steven Gerrard's side get the chance to crank up the pressure on Ange Postacoglu's team before Celtic have the opportunity to kick a ball yeah, I mean, again, after their both um, disappointing results in the league campaign last weekend, both uh, of uh, the Old Firm clubs managed to get uh, through their ties in the, in the Cup, um, Gordon, and, uh, you know, set up a, a really interesting semi-final, Celtic against St. Johnson. I thought St. Johnson might struggle a little bit after losing Jason Kerr and uh, McCann, and, uh, and, uh, but they haven't. I think uh, Callum Davidson's done an outstanding job there. He had a wee bit of a sticky start to the season But I think he's turned it round So that'll be a real tough match And again Hibs under Jack Ross Just continued their progress Again a terrific result up at Tandice And uh, I think the Rangers Hibs one You know looks a really really Open entertaining tie 0141 That's the number you need To get in touch with Jim Duffy And Hugh Keevans tonight And let them know What is on your mind So step up to the plate Nice and early Don't hang about Give us a call and let us know what you're thinking It's Friday night So we've got lots of fixtures to look forward to In fact we've got one in the Championship tonight But lots to look forward to over the weekend And in terms of recent news Celtic fans give us your reaction To Callum McGregor's new five year deal What do you make of that? 01419511025 I'd imagine you're happy But whatever you're thinking Give us a call uh, Rangers fans We're going to hear from Stephen Gerrard Lots of praise for Yanis Hadji He's excited about the potential of his Rangers side this season What about the cup draw And I suppose Celtic fans Specifically what about the game last night Because it's obviously the first time uh, We've had the chance to find out What you made of it after the game So 01419511025 Or Twitter at Clyde SSB um, It's been an important week Hugh Because yeah. the scheduling of the League Cup Means that Whilst people look at Rangers playing Livingston at home And Celtic playing Wraith Rovers Yeah they're expected to go through And it's all, it becomes a, almost a, a no-win situation oh. Because people will sit up and take notice If you lose And your League Cup hopes are in tatters By you know the, the 23rd or 22nd oh. of September So important to try and come through them With minimum fuss Yeah, uh, I mean Rangers' goal is first half And uh, you know some supporters might have been Drumming their fingers uh, anxiously uh, On the seat in front of them But second half, two goals uh, I was at Celtic Park last night Celtic started slowly as well Rumbling going on about uh, lack of penetration uh, But Yota was the outstanding individual turn uh, He got the ball rolling I thought that David Turnbull scored a, a very fine goal At the start of the second half I had barely finished my half-time pie <laughs> Prawn uh, sandwich I thought it was for well, you last no, night No, I don't like prawns But, uh, <laughs> but I, 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 a very nice night out um, So, you know 
Celtic just lacked a bit of a spark I thought I mean when you take McGregor out of the team he's a miss when you take Furuhashi out of the team he's a big miss uh, and Ange Postacoglu is now feeling a little bit sorry for himself with all of the injuries and everything that's coming his way but they did Rangers and Celtic get the job done and as you rightly say Gordon Better that than having a calamity in your hands. Job done, is that how you would describe Celtic last night? Jim? Yeah, I saw a, a fair bit of the game uh, and, and I thought that you, you know they went about their job properly. I mean, I think uh, credit to Wraith Rovers in the first half hour in particular. Um, you know, John McGlynn set his team up very well, but um, the opening goal allowed Celtic to, to you know, just to get a bit of rhythm in the game. And, uh, you know, as, as, as Hugh said, Jota scored a, a good goal in any instrumental on the second one. I think Jamie McDonald could have done a little bit better, parried up in the air, and a bad knocked it in. So, again, he's got a good record for goals. I mean, since, mm-hmm. since I've came to the club, both wingers uh-huh. have, have, been, yeah. uh, have been young players, but they're, you know, they've certainly been a success. And you do feel a wee bit sorry for Ange Postacoglu because he's brought players to the club and you know, a significant number are injured. Um, so, but he's, they've just got to be able to deal with that. And I think um, from Rangers' point of view, Again, I watched a, a fair bit of their game against Livingston and I, I feel as much as Ryan Kent hasn't been anywhere near his best this year, I think you can still see the difference when he's not playing because teams who are organised get behind the ball. Mm. You know, the Rangers maybe don't have that individual guy that, you know, I know Aribo can do it, but he did, he wasn't quite at it. And I, I think that's the reason why I think Rangers are banking on Hadji because he can open doors uh, when he's at his very best, but he just needs to get that consistency. 0141-951-1025 Celtic fans What did you make of the game Last night Anything that stood out for you In a positive or a negative sense Pick up the phone And let us know And as for today's breaking news Give us your reaction to this Callum McGregor Is planning to see out His playing career at Celtic After agreeing a new five year deal The new captain as you'll know Came through the youth system at the club He's only been away once For a loan spell at Notts County 28 years old now He's targeting a return to the team next week and he says it was an easy decision to sign the extension. You know, if I manage to see out the five years, then it'll be a, a pretty successful spell for the club again, which you know everybody's striving and, and striving for. So, you know, certainly my aim. Um, you know, like I said, the discussions that we've had have been very, very positive. I feel like the club trusts me. They put enough faith in me, and you know, now it's time for me to deliver that as well. The club have put a lot of faith in me over the years, and you know, we've had a, a pretty successful tenure so far. And, and like I said, I wanted to take all that experience all the success and, and apply it to this squad as well and, and make this squad and, and the club successful again. So, you know, that's my full focus. And, and like you said, um, especially when you're out injured, it's just a boost that you need to, you know, keep pushing and, and, and getting back fit and, and helping the team. Let's bring in Michael, who's a Celtic fan. Michael, what's your reaction to that news today? A new five-year deal for the captain, Callum McGregor. It's, it's great news to you and um, for yourself, Gordon. I think it's great news, pal, because like Hugh's just been stating there at the start of the programme there, um, Celtic have not got much of a spark in the middle of the park. They need sort of like a playmaker, whereas Callum McGregor is a wee bit of a playmaker. Um, and for me up front, I'm gutted that Gio Marcus, he couldn't write that script, him getting injured. Um, and also, I think Ajeti, we've missed Furuhashi for the speed. Because he pulls people all over the park, eh, Gordon and Hugh, you know. Yeah, let's get on to the strikers in a second then and start with that news today, Hugh Keevans. Yeah. Um, a five-year deal for Callum McGregor. I thought Callum was very generous in what he had to say there about Celtic uh, putting faith in him. I think Callum McGregor has repaid Celtic's faith time and time again. He's been a consistently outstanding player for the club. 
Um, the job of following Scott Brown as Celtic captain Those really are big books to fill Because Scott Brown won countless trophies as captain And was an inspirational figure at the club But Callum happily took on the mantle uh, And it was another shame for Ange Postacoglu That injury then intervened Because Celtic miss him He's touch and go for the Europa League tie With uh, Bayer Leverkusen next week Celtic would be far better off with Callum McGregor there to lead the side out than be without him in that game. Yeah, I mean, he's a different type of character to, to Scott Brown. Obviously, you know, his leadership qualities are, are, are in a different manner. I think a, a little bit more quieter, uh, a little bit more understated. But on the pitch, his consistency levels over that uh, last six or seven years uh, has been up there with the very best uh, and I think he's he's also his game time it's, as I say it's a bit ironic for Ange Postacoglu he hardly ever missed a game over yeah. the last few years and then the, the new manager comes in and probably his most important player so far this year uh, Callum McGregor has been injured um, but like Michael says obviously there, there are like with Furuhashi missing and and you know a, f- a few a few players just still to to find their, their, their top form then there's still work to be done but uh, I think it's a great piece of business I think if you look around the country if you get a player a Callum McGregor committing himself to Celtic for five years I think it's a, it's a really really good piece of business um, he's not an old player but he's, a, he's an experienced player he's still got plenty of um, quality in him uh, and so I, I think um, you know if he stays fit and healthy um, five years won't be a problem for him Yeah I think Hugh before you even get to how well you play just being Available and picked the number of times he is is quite something in the uh-huh. modern day. Sixty-four games for club and country last season, yeah. fifty-eight the season before, and sixty-nine the season before that. I mean, in three seasons, he's racked up an incredible number of appearances that it would take other players years to get. Yeah, a remarkable figure in that respect. People always want to say, "Ah, too much football." He's looking jaded. Callum McGregor always comes through it all and has been a major. Contributor where Celtic are concerned, so I think it you know from Livingston last weekend, bitterly disappointing result for Ange Postecoglou and all the the players and the Celtic fans. Uh, then all the injury problems, as Michael on the line said, you know you can't even get uh, your new striker warmed up without him yeah. falling to injury as well. Uh, calf strain, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, so let's hear from the manager on that. Just to since since you brought it up, I was going to save it for later. Um, but yeah Giacomakis picked up a calf injury Whilst warming up He'll have to wait now For his debut And uh, the manager says This mounting list of injuries Is hard to take There's something Looming over me At the moment Just to challenge me Every day And uh, uh, we'll just have to Cope with that It has been challenging But as I said You know We've just got to work through it And, and build resilience In the group I mean you know We went through the The first part of the season With really short at the back And now you know, I think I had four full-backs out there and probably three centre-backs at the end. So we seem to be getting um, you know, hampered in the front half of the field, even though we've got some great players in there. We just can't get them out in the field. So it's just what we're going through. It's the challenges that are put before us. But as I said, if we can get through this period you know, and still, and still be OK, then uh, it means that uh, you know, we've got some promising things ahead of us. Do you think this period at the moment, Michael, because it has been an overhaul and there are not maybe... As many players in that area as you would like This period really shows how much you do miss Callum McGregor if he's not there Exactly uh, Gordon and you and uh, Jim um, I think I blame the board really Because I would have liked to have seen Celtic sign that Lordrick guy, the Croatian boy who's, Who scored a lot of goals um, 
So for me, t- t- I think Celtic. I blame the board for no strengthening because for me, if I was a manager, I'd have at least two or three guys in every position. Yeah, I mean that, that's obviously the aim, Hugh. But yeah. whether you can do that straight away, you know, in one window is a different question. You know, we know the board are dithering, uh, and uh, you know, there's nothing more to be said about that. Uh, however, it's an unforgiving environment that we work in, and Ange Postecoglou works in, and although he's without Giacomakis, although he's without Forrest and McGregor uh, and Furuhashi. He still has to get a result against Dundee United on Sunday. The, the crowd yeah. will be expecting that. I, I fully expect Rangers to go to Dens Park and have far too much for Dundee. Therefore, Celtic will start the day seven points behind Rangers and the crowd will not say, oh, it's a shame, you know, there are a lot of injuries. They will be demanding three points or else. I'm sure they will, Jim. At, at the same time, though, when we talk about the size of the rebuild, so let, let's go through even just the... The forward area Furuhashi comes in And and has to Kind of hit the ground Running immediately And he pretty much does And he becomes a favourite Of the Celtic fans And many people believe They can hang their hat On him going forward He gets injured You then sell The guy who's been Your best striker For the last few years In Odson Edward And you hope that Giacomacchus who arrives On deadline day Can go some way To replacing him He's not ready And then the night That he is ready He gets injured In the warm up Mm -hmm. Now yes Every club has to deal With injuries Completely accept that but when you're getting those at a time when you don't have as deep a squad as you want, it's just it has been an extremely tough start. Yeah, but I mean, as Michael saying there, you know, you want two or three players, but you, it's, it's, you said, Gordon, you can't have that. You know, it's not an automatic fix. You can't do all of that in the space of maybe six weeks or eight weeks. You know, there's so many Celtic had so many positions to fill. Joe Hart being one of them, getting a goalkeeper that was a priority. Centre backs were a priority. All the forward players that he's brought in, obviously we've not seen uh, Jackie Mackers yet, so we don't know what like he is, but Jota, Abada and Furuhashi, all in the short term have been good. You know, they're, 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 they've lit up the game, um, they, you know, they've been very positive, they've scored goals, they've been creative, um, they've been entertaining. Um, yeah, you still got to get the balance right a little bit, they're still a little bit open at times, Celtic, and, and obviously, and as you mentioned there, you still need to get consistency of results in winning games. It's all right getting a pat in the back for playing some decent football, mm-hmm. but they've got to win. But you know, and and again, also, I think uh, one of the successes as well has come right out the blue as young Adam Montgomery. Yeah. I think he's been absolutely terrific. He's either played left back or left midfield or whatever. And again, it's great to see young players that come through the system because Celtic used to produce so many players through their system, but in recent years that certainly um, stalled a little bit. So it's great again to see. Him, you've got Anthony Ralston who's been there for a little while, but again come through the system. So mm. just I mean you can't you can't fix everything. Thank you to Michael. It's 01419511025. So let's bring in John in the East End and see what's on his mind. Hi John. Uh, hi, Gordon, uh, Jim and Hugh. I'm actually not in the East End at the moment. I'm on my way to Elgin, but Oof. um Enjoy the journey. There has to be a good reason <laughs> for that, John. Uh, uh, my kids my kids live in Elgin. That's, a, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's the best reason then Good I knew there would be a good reason what, What's on your mind About your team then At the moment um, I know there's obviously Been this negativity About the team About This uh, Giamakis Or whoever that is You pronounce his name um, About getting injured In the warm up And stuff like that And there's been a lot Of obviously negativity About Our fullbacks About Ralston Or uh, Juranovic, uh, I think that's how you pronounce it, and then the injury to Taylor, and then making, having, coming up with makeshift left backs with Paul and Bolingoli coming out of the woodwork as well. It was just to say that last night, 
Liam Scales came on, and oh my God, did he just sit right in? He, he fit, uh, uh, me watching the game, uh, I never get the opportunity to be there, though, on the TV. He just, it just like, it seemed like he was actually meant to be there. It felt like he was actually on for the whole game, and instead he just came on as a late sub. And I'm wondering if we've maybe now found that left back cover, even just now. Mm-hmm. For Greg Taylor being out, and it was just to see your thoughts on yeah, that. Back to Jim. Sorry, Jim. I just know he, he likes his yeah. defensive. Talk. Yeah, no, no, I did. Obviously, again, as, as John said there, I seen Liam Skills coming on. It was good to see him. He's left side. He's got a good presence about him. Good balance. He's a left centre back in mm-hmm. pre- preference. But the difficulty I would say, John, last night, you've got to remember when he came on, Wraith Rovers were at 10 men, Celtic were 3 nothing up. You know, he only had to get on the ball and pass it. He, you know, he, he didn't have any defensive duties mm-hmm. to do whatsoever. Yeah, he, he did look comfortable. He, you can see he had a bit of balance about him. His head was up. He was trying to get involved in the game. And, and he did settle in quickly, but it was an absolute perfect game to put him in if you're going to make your debut. He didn't, he wasn't tested at all. So I think, uh, you know, like a lot of things, I, I wouldn't get too carried away. You've got to go and see him uh, tested, you know, against, um, you know, a winger, against, uh, you know, forward thinking players. Um, so last night I said yeah A nice introduction for him I think it was a perfect introduction for the boy But I think there's a lot a lot more uh, stiffer test to come First thing that struck me about him was his athleticism He looks a, a thoroughbred um, But as Jim rightly says um, You're three up against a, a team who are down to ten men If he gets a chance on Sunday As I say Last night he's over and done with Celtic got the job done They're in the semi-final against St Johnston but now, in our unforgiving environment, it's an important mm. league match at Celtic Park. And, you know, Dundee United, in spite of losing to Hibs, looked a bit lively in places last night. And they certainly yeah. looked a bit lively in the Dundee derby before that when they won 1-0. So if Liam Scales gets a look in on Sunday, that would be a bigger test of him. Yeah, I noticed producer Callum was still using his Dundee United mug in the office, so he wasn't yeah. too embarrassed about going out the cup last night. Um, John, what about that Callum McGregor contract? What do you make of that? Um, anything that's positive like that can only be good for Celtic and can only be good for Celtic as a whole. I know there was a lot of talk, obviously, in the close season about him potentially maybe going to Leicester with Brendan Rodgers and stuff like that, but I think he showed over the last few years, albeit he could have maybe a wee bit in sort of Scott Brown's shadow, um, even though he was still the heart of the midfield and he still stood out, but yeah, I think it's great for Celtic and more the merrier More guys want to Commit their future To the club Could only be a good thing Absolutely Thank you to John Somewhere between the East End And Elgin Please drive safely John We'll hopefully speak to you soon Rangers fans Good time for you To get in touch Because we're about to hear From Stephen Gerrard uh, Talking about the potential Of this Rangers team He's singling out Yanis Hadji And of course It's a trip to Dundee tomorrow So what's on your mind 01419511025 you are the voice of Scottish football. Call 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevans and Jim Duffy are here. Let's hear from Stephen Gerrard. He says he's excited about the potential of his Rangers side this season. He thinks they currently sit in a good place, but believes there is much more to come. We're always going to drive these players individually and collectively. We, we're not going to come off them. Um, we've got a real good group who who have settled down. You know, it was tough at the beginning of the season with people returning at different times and we had some COVID issues, some injuries. But the squad's just settling down a little bit now. Um, 
we're, we're healthy after midweek's game. We've got no new injuries to report, so uh, things are settling a little bit. And um, you know, we're, we're top of the league. We're in the last four. And the boys are doing okay, but I still feel we, we've got another level to go into, which is a real good place for me to be in. Um, but the exciting thing for me is, um, I think there's, there's, there's more goals to come from us, and I still think we can tighten up slightly uh, on the back of the Motherwell game. I thought we defended really well in midweek. You know, we never give any opportunities up, no corners, no shots on target. That's a good base and a good start. And um, if we do find them tweaks and that extra gear, um, you know, we, we know we can go on a, a real strong run and that's that's the aim for everyone. We live a game-to-game existence at times mm-hmm. in this part of the footballing world, mm-hmm. Jim, but particularly so early in the season when you don't have a lot to go on. Mm-hmm. I mean, even after the game against Muddle, Rangers are still top of the league, but mm-hmm. naturally people are saying, you know, drop points at home for the first time in a while, mm-hmm. performance level's not quite the same. That then, if anything, does that put extra pressure on you to just come through the Livingston game unscathed and, and move on so that people can't... Add to, to whatever perception is there Yeah and I also think the fact that uh, You know they've been so poor And cup competitions You know even um, You know over many years But in particular in the Stephen Gerrard um, You know tenure So I think that uh, You know it was really important Gary McAllister came out publicly And really emphasised that How how seriously they You know they want to take this competition So and again Stephen Gerrard obviously sees improvement Even though uh, You know a, a disappointing result Against Motherwell um, and, and, and they're just looking for that next level now But as, as he mentioned There is a strong squad there They do have a lot of options I mean again Against Livingston And they should they should be dominating the game But I thought that was Lundstrom's best game I thought he, he did really well I thought he had a, a real good energy about him And I think again sometimes we're too quick to judge So maybe the guy needs a little bit more time But I thought he was good um, again, um, as, as I mentioned, I, I still feel that the top end of the pitch against an, an organised defence, they, they really miss Ryan Kent. And that's the one area I would say that I think Rangers find it hard to replace. Because Parsons, it used to be Tavernier, but Parsons come in, Bassey's come in for the fullbacks. So I think the two fullbacks were kind of gimmies, but now they've got good options mm. there. Good options at centre back, good options in midfield and up front. Um, but to me, that's the one player I think they find hard to replace. And listen to guys like him aren't are few and far between. If I was the Dundee manager, James McPake, I wouldn't like to hear that clip over again because you've got Stephen Gerrard talking about Rangers uh, having another level to find yet, having more goals to come, he feels. Uh, if I was the manager of a team who lost a Dundee derby followed by cup elimination at the hands of your near neighbour St Johnston and you haven't scored a goal for seven and a half hours of play mm, I, I it's would, strange to you when you look at the firepower when you look at Dundee I mean with Cummins Griffiths yeah. you know I, I, Kellen Sheridan you know they, they've got Paul McMullen you know they've got some some really good forward but it's, players but it's there in black and white five yeah. games mm. played no goals let's bring in John who's a Rangers fan and find out his point for the panel tonight take it away John Points to the manager, no, as you came, because he's never married in his life. Mm. Right, John, Duffy. Yeah. What a Coulson. What a yeah. Coulson. Yeah. What's his, what's his angle and what's his game? He's not signed this contract. Yeah. Right. So, would you play him or would you draft him? No, I, I would 100% play him, John. He's a Rangers player. He's contracted to Rangers. Uh, and until such time, he tells you he doesn't want to play, then the manager will pick the best team and the best team. 
has got Connor Goldson in it. I don't think there's any doubt about that. I don't think you find too many people would argue with that. And and listen, contractual negotiations aren't always done and dusted within a week. Sometimes they take a, a you know the, the, there's agents involved. Sometimes there's various contractual agreements involved. Um, they might they might want say for talking sake, um, you know a. a, a uh, a clause in it that, that states an amount of money if somebody comes in, all these type of things, termination clause. The multitude of things, mate. It's not straightforward. As I want to play for Rangers, that's much I get a week. I'll sign. That it does take a bit of time, and I, I will be surprised if Connor Goldson doesn't sign a new contract for Rangers. I will be surprised. Well, you know, well, of course, any player can do that, and that's up to Rangers to make sure. That's the reason why they have. Over the last, you know, season or so, you know, every time somebody's been doing well, whether it be Morelos, whether it be Kent, whether it be, you know, whoever, they've managed to get them signed on longer term contracts. Um, you know, and again, I think I think Patterson as well was another one. I think so. You know, uh, you know, if Conor Golson, as, as I said to you, he, 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 you know, listen, he, he doesn't send the signals out to me that he's not wanting to be there. Obviously, you you might look at it differently. You might think he's 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 playing his cards, but um, you know. He, you do, yeah. I do think he's playing his cards and he's edging his bet. And at the moment, if he wants to say we're club and he's been successful, right? Mm -hmm. I still think he's he tried something last year, right? Because I don't think we're started. Mm -hmm. But he's edging his bets. If he wants to be with us, sign. Just, he's a vice captain. Sign the contract. Look at Kamara. Kamara said it was a, a no brainer for him. Mm -hmm. And Kamara signed, so I don't see why Golson. Well, listen, I, I, I know you don't want to hear from people who are not football managers. However, I do understand the human condition. And Kamara took his time before signing the contract. And when they come out and the club announce it and there's a press conference and you say, it was a no-brainer. Oh, what else is he going to say? Of course he's going to say that. But he took his time. And if Goldson, I've been listening to the callers in recent nights talking about Goldson as if the world was about to come to an end here. Uh, you know, he can't go anywhere until January. He's entitled to think long and hard about what he wants to do. Um, so uh, there's no need to hold a gun to his head. If he wants to sign it, he will. And if he doesn't want to sign it, he won't. John, how much of this comes down to the fact that he's maybe not quite in the form that he was in last season? I feel like people on this phone end and on social media seem to be putting two and two together. Well, it could, be, it could go on his mind because Sounds like it right yeah, now. Actually, I've, I've, managed, I've managed it with uh, you, John. Jim, on a serious <laughs> yeah. note, um, well, 
I think John might actually have a a good point that you might want to pick up. Why why did we see the best from Lundstrom the other night, and and what role is he best suited to? Yeah, Alison, he might have a bit more responsibility. Stephen Davis, Stephen Davis does dominate uh, Rangers midfield in terms of you know getting on the ball and he plays in that central role. Um, and obviously uh, Lundstrom, uh, you know, took up that mantle uh, during the week. Uh, and I think he was more involved in the play, and, he, and, he was, he, and you could see that he, he did thrive um, having that extra responsibility. But again, you know, I'm not saying he, he couldn't play alongside Stephen Stephen Davis. I think that the more quality players you've got, the better. I just think the Rangers haven't quite clicked into gear um, in certain areas. Like I say, the Rebo has been not not quite at the same level. Hadji been in and out with injuries. Um, there's been, you know, as I mentioned, uh, Ryan Kent missing. Uh, I, I don't think even Morelos or Rufer or these kind of guys, they haven't been quite at the maximum yet. And that's what Stephen Gerrard has been saying. But he believes that they're close to that now. And I think Lundstrom can add to that. So, yeah, I mean, Kamara, I think, is is probably the one that's it's, it's a bit more consistent in the middle of the pitch. Um, but, you know, I, I just think that, yeah, listen, I think he can play with them. But he just has to tweak his game a little bit um, just, to, just to make sure that the best of both of them Thank you John, a pleasure to speak to you Let's bring in A pleasure <laughs> It was, it was, it was a Jim. pleasure yeah. <laughs> uh, Let's bring in another John mm-hmm. Who's also a Rangers fan This one from Clyde Bank though Take it away John Oh I don't agree with the guy before Is about Golson Listen if Golson plays to the end of his contract Then good luck to the Rangers Can he offer him a higher wage than the highest bidder, then fine, good luck to you. I don't, this idea that Rangers, Glasgow Rangers are a selling club, I'm not, I don't buy that. I believe that our minimum requirement is to get into the group stages in the Champions League or get through the group stages of the Europa Cup. I think that's Stephen Gerrard's minimum requirement as well. And I believe it would be the board's minimum requirement. And you're not going to do that if you sell all your good players. So we shouldn't be selling Kent. We shouldn't be selling... Morelis, we shouldn't be definitely shouldn't be saying passing. We should be keeping them, and if we need to keep them at the end of contract, and then at the end of the contract, if somebody offers them more money, then they'll go. If we offer them the best deal, then they'll stay. But I would rather get the thirty or forty million for the Champions League, or the twenty-five or thirty million for the Europa Cup, and keep our good players. And never say you know. But no, I don't believe Rangers are a selling club. But it's not a question believe- of being a selling club, John. You're quite right to say that Rangers should go after the Champions League group stage money, which is on offer at the end of this season for the league title winners here. At the same time, Rangers have said time and time again that they want to set up a player trading model where, like Celtic, they buy at a low fee and sell at a big fee. It's been very, very successful for Celtic. And at some point along the line, if you want a player trading model... You're going to have to start selling players. Uh, let's hear a bit more from Stephen Gerrard, John, and I'm keen to get your thoughts on this. He says Yanis Hadji has shown he's an ultimate professional who's obsessed with getting better. Uh, he thinks the midfielder's ready to come and make a big impact in the games ahead. We knew the talent we were buying and we knew the potential that Yanis had. Um, we knew there was areas of his game that could grow and improve. And, but one thing you're dealing with here is you're dealing with a player who's obsessed to get better. Um, whether that be off the pitch in the gymnasium to the millimetre in terms of his nutrition and his diet and his professionalism 
and um, he's someone that stays behind every single session trying to improve parts of his game. He's an absolute pleasure to work with. I think he's got a, a real good people around him, away from here as well, who are helping support him in the game in terms of representation, in terms of his dad, which everyone knows about. And he's had a bit of a disrupted season. He, he took a whack on the, the first league game uh, against Livingston and he was in great form then. Um, but he's looked after himself since he's been injured and um, slowly he's got back to, to where we need him to be at, which is that creative tool in, in the final third. And we've been lacking that a little bit in certain games. So to see him come on and have such a quick impact bodes well for the, for the up-and-coming games. You must like the sound of that, John. Uh, very much so. I believe that that should be the minimum requirement of any player. I don't mean that. If they're, you know, any player should be an athlete. They should, you know, if they're getting paid 25 to 30 grand a week, you know, surely that's the minimum requirement, exactly what he's describing, Hadji. That should be the same with Morelis, who looks as though he's getting a wee bit less fitter than he's getting fitter, to be honest with you. And the minimum requirement is that he should be athletes. And if you're honestly 25 grand a week, and the main requirement is to be super fit. I think that would be quite an easy ask for any football it's a fair, player. It's a fair point, and I, I kind of get where John's coming from. But the the way that Stephen Gerrard singles that out tells you that he is conducting himself in a in a manner that is slightly above what what others are doing. Otherwise, you wouldn't. He would say, "Oh, well, you know, all my players do that." But he sounded as if he was very pleased about the way Yanis Hadji is is conducting himself. And Jim, as you said, if if the criticism for Rangers at the moment is that they're looking for that extra creative spark, can this be an important period for him? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that you know what Stephen Gerrard is saying is, listen, all the players of the I mean, Rangers of top sports scientists, you know, they've got a, um, obviously a, a program in place to get all the players to a certain level of fitness. But you know, when, when that's done, he's suggesting that um, you know there'll probably be a few guys, but. Um, Hadji's one of those ones that wants to do that a little bit more to just try and get that that little bit extra uh, level uh, and I think that in the Scottish game as well he probably took a little bit of time to adapt to it you know and uh, because I think in Europe he seemed to be you know, in, in my eyes, anyway, the games that I saw uh, a little bit more comfortable at times, whereas sometimes domestically he hasn't been involved as much. So I think that it's getting them into that mindset of of, of the, the the competitive aspect of Scottish football, and to do that, he wants to be in the best condition he possibly can, both physically and mentally. And uh, I think Stephen Gerrard's it's good. Uh, I think he he'd be delighted, um, you know, to to hear his manager's praise. Um, but now he's got to repay the faith now. John says, regardless of so much the money the, the the player earns, listen, that's 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 his, his his good fortune, whatever he gets. But they've got to make sure that they can handle playing for Rangers, winning games, and getting them to the latter stages of every tournament that they can compete for, uh, particularly domestically, and then as far as they possibly can in Europe, because again that brings revenue into the club, it lifts the club's stature back up again, and helps to keep good players because good players want to play for successful teams. Do Dundee pose a challenge that worries you tomorrow? John? And, and I think the, the way Rangers are playing now, I, I don't think as the manager says and as the panels are saying generally we're improving every week but I mean Dundee United got a good result against us you know what I mean yeah. so you know I, I, we're no like last season and we're just a wee bit off last season but I believe that we're coming on I'd like to exception with what Hugh said to be honest with you how can he say that Celtic's a success when you know, I, I'm a football fan all they want to see is playing, playing good football and watching good football. I'm not slagging Celtic, but this idea that they're selling their best players, 
you know, surely keep your best players and get into the group stages in the Champions League. You get well rewarded, a lot more rewarded than selling your best players. I think it's the wrong policy to have. Yeah, but at the same time, Celtic recorded the losses of £12.6 million uh, this week in their annual accounts. Uh, that is offset by selling players uh, it, for sums of money that take away that debt at a stroke. It's clearly a bit of both. It's t- in twenty twenty one, you just have to do both. You ha- you have to get the business side and the football side right. I get where John's coming from, and football was a simpler time when when that is all you had to worry about, just results and nothing else. But but while Celtic business and all the rest of it, we're going to have to leave it there. Hugh, we're very late for the travel. Thank you to John though and Clyde Bank. It's a good time to call 0141951125 We'll speak to you next. This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans and Jim Duffy are here It's 0141-951-1025 To get in touch You can tweet as well At Clyde SSB One of the great weekends of the sporting calendar Hugh Not only are you and Jim dealing with the callers You've got I can see you looking behind me At that big screen that's showing the Ryder Cup as well I was just saying to Jim uh, My wife is gone for the weekend with her sisters To to, to Einster So I'm hoping to spend my Sunday Watching St Mirren play Aberdeen Celtic play Dundee United Arsenal play Tottenham And the end of the Ryder Cup And you'll have been up late From the Saturday night Watching Anthony Joshua as well What I'll, a weekend you've I'll got need to go, I'll, I'll let my son-in-law pay for these fights <laughs> So I'll need to go to his house Some things never change mm-hmm. Yeah, tea bags for the eyes On the Sunday <laughs> 01419511025 On the phones We are on Twitter at Clyde SSB as well uh, Let's bring in David Who's calling from Port Glasgow tonight What's your point David? How you doing dear sirs, alright? Very well thank you, how are you? Good, I'm good, thanks. Good. So, see, before I start my point, can I just say, Hugh, see the guy who was on earlier, lions don't care about if it's a sheep. You're like, <laughs> you're, you're like the, I don't know, like, Jockstein is to Celtic, Ferguson is to Man United, you're the equivalent to Super Scoreboard, so don't take any naughty How much is he paying for that? The thing about the lions and the sheep was great, it, was, it struck mm-hmm. me like something that, like, Zlatan would have tattooed on his chest or something do you know what I mean I like that David or Eric Cantona would say yeah. before he left the room yeah real enigmas Zlatan Cantona Keevans all, all, all one and the don't, same don't interrupt David he's on a roll <laughs> carry on David <laughs> no I just wanted to make a point a few people for the obviously Celtic end are making or can hear we kind of disgruntlement amongst the fans about Angie and I think the guy needs time he's only been there at the club for three months he needs at least, obviously, a few seasons to get his team in and build his players that he wants. You know, Gerard did three years before he went in. The guy needs time. He needs time to bring his own players in and put his stamp properly on the team. What, um, so I think what, what, what gives you that time, David? Do you think there needs to be... I mean, for instance, I'm going to state the obvious here. You, you obviously won't want him to keep losing every away game he plays in the league. So when are you looking for a... Or what are you looking for? What's the minimum requirement? Minimum requirement Nice attractive football And a few transfer windows To give him a wee bit of leeway To actually put his mark On his own team Jim And and David You never said anything About winning any trophies In that period So you'd be quite happy Not say quite happy But you would accept If there was progress In the style of football And progress on the player recruitment Not winning any trophies In the next season 18 months Definitely Jim I think the guy needs time Uh, I think see a society We live in just now We're too Mm. We want everything right away, basically. And but, but, but David, 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 just to just to contradict that, it's not about today, because if you 
Think back to your club's history in the, in the 1990s They started the 1990s with Billy McNeil Then came Liam Brady Then came Lou McCarry Then came Tommy Burns Then came Joe Vengloss Then came Vim Janssen All in a decade So David, it, it, it's not a 21st century invention In the 1990s Celtic went mm. through all those managers ah, In yeah, a single yeah, decade but That's that's very selective You look at the average time A manager spends in his post now Compared to the early 90s it, it, it's, it's night and day We are much more cutthroat now Undeniably You may be able to pick one club And, and rhyme off a few managers But of course managers Don't get as much time now As they used to No, And I'm very much afraid That uh, that will be the case For Ange Postacoglu Because uh, One thing that is a 21st century Phenomenon Is that people Almost take a club's lack of success As a, a personal affront He did that to me So he should go uh, And as I say Just take it as far as Sunday Ange Postacoglu has lost all manner of players Through all manner of problems But when he plays Dundee United If Rangers have won the day before at Dundee And they're seven points ahead of Celtic He'll go out onto that part with his players and everywhere in the ground they'll be saying you'd better win today. Yeah, I feel like these are two different things though. I mean, you're never going to get a Celtic fan who's going to be happy to lose at home to Dundee United. But David can correct me if I'm wrong. I think David's David's zooming out a little bit to this big picture. Okay, so if Ange Postacoglu doesn't win anything come the end of the season, bin him. Next guy comes in, does he? And if he doesn't win anything next season, you, you bin him as well. That just cannot go on forever. That's impossible. So at some point, you're going to have to give somebody... Time to build something Especially when you've come From such a yeah. A standing start but, And such but, a big player but, overhaul But then And I'm not saying That Ange Postacoglu Does not have this But you're Going to have to Give that person mm. Time After you've Absolutely convinced yourself That it was the right move To appoint him In the first place How do you do that Without time? Because There comes a point Where You Know instinctively David would know instinctively mm. All the fans Men, mm-hmm. women and children Will know instinctively If they feel mm-hmm. it's really working I assume that point Is nowhere near mid-September No, it's not no. <laughs> But I think I think that fans uh, You get a feel for fans For a start So you you, you know If you're, if you're a, a director Owners Call it what you like Or clubs You get a sense Of what, what, how, the, how the fans In general are feeling And then there's, as I say there's, there's people who are Custodians of the club um, then you've then got to decide where you think there's been significant progress made during that mm. period of time. And if you think there has been significant progress and it's just going to take, then fine. And if you don't, if you think it's stalled or went backwards, then invariably mm. the manager is the guy who's sacrificed. David, what do you think? Well, I'll put it back on you then. See, Rangers, do you think two years into Gerrard's reign, do you think they, were, they, they would have foreseen that Gerrard would have went a full season unbeaten? Mm. Or do you think there was people calling for his head? Of course there was. Yeah, you're absolutely correct for... in that one. And yeah. uh, they the, the held their nerve, Rangers. To be fair, though, the getting through in Europe was a whilst it's not a trophy. That clearly was the sign of progress that yeah, people that, and that's spoke what about. That's what I'm talking done. about. That you you need to instinctively have mm. a feeling that this is a that will ultimately come good for you. But I say I I credit Rangers with holding their nerve because. They sent him into that season where Celtic could have won 10 in a row on the back of two seasons doing nothing in the league. So they really held their nerve. Uh, thank you, David. Nice to speak to you. 
Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. What a way to end off the week. Is this not is this a bank holiday weekend or it something is, yeah. as well? So you can really get your weekend started in style by coming on here, embarrassing Hugh Keevens or Jim Duffy, and winning a signed ball as well. It's 0141-951-1025. You do need to call before seven o'clock. So be quick if you want to play Beat the Pundit is next. Tackle the headlines. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevens and Jim Duffy are here 01419511025 We've heard a bit from Callum McGregor A new five year contract for him at Celtic Celtic fans, what do you make of that? Um, bit of injury concern again You could say this every week at the moment Yakimakis has picked up a calf injury Whilst warming up last night So his debut will have to wait Rangers fan Stephen Gerrard's been praising Yanis Hadji What did you make of him the other night? Was he the difference maker? At half time would you expect him to play a big part going forward We've got some huge games this weekend Dundee Rangers, Hearts Livy, Motherwell, Ross County tomorrow Three big ones on Sunday as well And in fact our broth could go top of the championship tonight I think Unless I've looked at the, the league a table time wrong team. But incredible, absolutely incredible So they're in action tonight uh, So lots happening, pick up that phone And we'll get to you after this Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. Okay, it is Beat the Pundit time for the final time this week. Let's see who can get the victory. Hugh Keevens is propping up the table. Is he? Is it still Gordon? No, it's Hugh Keevens. He's propping up the table. The only person below you in the table uh-huh. is the listeners. They, are, they have a lower <laughs> win percentage than you, but only just. Well, as a caller told us on Monday night, results aren't important. Yeah, but apparently. Excuse me. You, you're the jockstein in the Alec Ferguson of Super Scoreboard. Know, what about that? You don't need to worry about what position in the league you're in. Talk you, about uh, an exaggeration, you're, you're honestly. A, you're in an elevated position all on your own. Stephen is in Canvas Lang tonight. How's it going, Stephen? Yeah, no bad. Going to toss this coin. I don't know. I don't know. Who, who's who's the, the favoured opponent out of Hugh and Jim Duffy? <laughs> I'm not allowed to say Because if I pick my <laughs> Stephen's Just go for it Stephen Stephen's wise it, right? No straight Stephen's on to us He's heard this Throw before uh, Right heads It will be Hugh Keevans Tails It will be Jim Duffy And it is heads It's Hugh Up against Stephen From Canvas Lang So we'll give Hugh Something else To listen to uh, Probably something Leonard Cohen Or something If he could choose I don't know if we can Promise him that Stephen 30 seconds Answer as many questions right as you can If you do not know It is fine to pass And we'll just move on to the next one Okay Yeah Right let's go 30 seconds on the clock And your time starts Now Name either player Who's featured in every competitive game For Celtic this season Tumble Which Rangers manager signed Mikel Arteta and Kevin Muscat Alec McLeish How many Scottish clubs Did Maurice Malpass play for uh, Who was the Motherwell manager when they won the Scottish Cup in 91? McLean Who played for more SPFL clubs, Darren Dodds or Billy Dodds? Darren Dodds Which Scottish player is currently signed for Philadelphia Union in the MLS? I'm not sure, right, sorry okay. That's a tough one to finish off Right, we'll bring Hugh Keevans back Hugh, you ready? I've been put off we're listening to the Bee Gees Night Fever And Jim Duffy unleashed his 70s disco his persona Wow, honestly, right I'm glad I missed it to be quite honest with you Are you ready Hugh? I am Name either player who's featured in every competitive game for Celtic this season um, 
Joe Hart Which Rangers manager Signed Mikel Arteta And Kevin Muscat uh, How many Scottish clubs Did Morris Malpass Play for uh, One Who was the Motherwell manager When they won the Scottish Cup In 91 uh, Tommy McLean Who played for more SPFL clubs Darren Dodds Or Billy Dodds Billy Dodds Which Scottish player Is currently signed For Philadelphia Union In the MLS Pass Okay Stephen how do you think it went I don't know I think that's pretty tight To be honest mm. I knew you were a serious player Stephen when you got the, the, You got off to a good start And sometimes that's when You can tell Jim said it earlier on You can tell when a player Looks it? good on the ball As soon as they touch I, I could sense that from Stephen Either player who's featured in every competitive game for Celtic this season Quite interesting Because you think about the accusations that are levelled at these Anthony two Anthony Wilson No David Tom Turnbull. Rogic and right. David Turnbull David wow. Turnbull Guys who people always used to say Ah they come off all the time yeah. Or, yeah. But such has been Celtic's upheaval elsewhere Turnbull and Rogic have played every competitive game for Celtic this season oh. Stephen got it right Mikel Arteta and Kevin Muscat were signed by Alex oh, McLeish Oh. Kevin got it right oh, He's 2-0 up However You did know that Morris Malpass Only played for one club Dundee Obviously uh, So you've pulled one back Who was the Motherwell manager When they won the 91 Scottish Cup Tommy McLean mm. I'm going to I'll give it to Stephen anyway But he was very clever Because Bearing in mind There's three McLeans one. He just said McLean They were both McLean But he's no, not no. wrong though is he yeah, yeah, This yeah, is no, the problem can't pick one of three right It was either. Willie McLean Jim McLean And Tommy <laughs> McLean They were all managers Well yeah. you, you disallowed <laughs> a guy Earlier in the week For saying Adam Adam Hickey Yeah Because that's not his name Well <laughs> so That's completely is, different McLean is not <laughs> Okay just you Just you hang fire Because you might find That it doesn't matter I'm with you Who's played for more SPFL clubs Darren Dodds or Billy Dodds It's Darren Dodds uh-huh. And uh, which Scottish player Is currently signed for Philadelphia Union Do you remember that one? Johnny Russell Stuart Finlay uh, So one, two Many many clubs did Billy Dodds and Darren Dodds play Seven and six so oh, right, Producer so Callum's I not that. Yeah Billy though had two spells at Thistle Two spells at Dundee United So in terms of different clubs yeah, yeah, different He, he club. had oh, one right, fewer right. So do you know what Hugh Even if I was of a mind to take Tommy McLean off Stephen Which I'm not He would have beaten you by 3-2 to two anyway So there we go Well, well done, done sir Well done Well done Stephen Thanks a lot Good man 4-2 in my eyes Stephen I'm giving you McLean mm-hmm. But you won anyway Stephen in Canvas Lang 01419511025 On the phones or Twitter At Clyde SSB You don't have a can of worms here People just say surnames now yeah, Or first yeah. names but Johnny you, But usually you know, you'd so get, so. Usually you'd get away with it It just so happens that it's the one year That both managers in the cup final Had the same yeah, Same name They were yeah. brothers But like you know But Hugh's right Earlier on we did have what So someone said Hickey mm-hmm. Who scored for Bologna Hickey mm-hmm. And the caller said Adam Hickey you can't give Adam Hickey Because that's in, in no way shape or form Is that right it's But Adam. Hickey is mm-hmm. You know if you just say Hickey So if you said Hickey You'd have gave him it But because you said Adam Hickey you Correct said, no. right, okay. Producer Callum makes the decisions anyway I, I just do what he tells me <laughs> um, 01419511025 Or at least that's what I say When things are going wrong yeah. If you think it's something great It's all me All me I decide But if it's something You've got a problem with Blame him Very selfish that way uh, Right Pick up that phone Let us know how you're feeling ahead of the games tomorrow Or if there's something else on your mind That Callum McGregor contract Maybe looking back on the League Cup action Over the last few nights as well um, Let's bring in Well I like this right Danny's a Hearts fan From Gorgie You're not in Gorgie at the moment though Danny are you? 
No, I'm not a harsh one of myself, Celtic fan, thank you very much. Right, it says Danny Hart, so that does, that's not, don't judge, that's fine. <laughs> no, we're currently on our way to Bell Hill just now from Hamden. So we're walking from Hamden to Tynecastle for wow. the game tomorrow for the Big Cars Community Trust. Brilliant. Ah, that's what it is. Uh, so I'm sorry, midway through that, I was just sort of start of it, really. And you're that bored on the walk, Danny, you thought, I need, I, need to, I need something to take my mind off it. I'm starting to get blisters. What it was, aye. I can see right through it, but we're glad to have. How many miles is that, Danny? It's 47 miles. <sighs> That's a fair trick. So so it's all for a good cause, Absolutely. So, what, so what's the route then, Hamden? You're now in Bells Hill. And just approaching Bells Hill, so at the end, uh, we'll be in Bells Hill in about an hour's time. You're not really just approaching Bells Hill then. Blimey, that's Wait, a long when, way to when go. You, when are you going to get to Edinburgh? About we should be there for midday. <laughs> Probably got it this week. No, we'll be there for midday tomorrow. All right, well, good luck. Uh, all going well. And so then the idea is, so you're going, you go to the game tomorrow. How many people are involved? There's three of us involved: uh, myself, Gordon Niven, and Brian Chapman. Brilliant! Uh, what an effort so that is. Three. Yeah. Well done. Ah, good on you. Brilliant. No, brilliant. I really. That's. I appreciate you giving us a call as well. That's some effort. That Hugh. Forty-seven miles during the night. Don't think it's a particularly nice night out there either, is it? I don't know. Uh, I can't uh, see out the window. Danny, are you literally walking through the night? Yeah, we're walking through the night. Yeah. I've done that before, but never for charity. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't remember it either. <laughs> and he's, but he only had three miles to go home, and it took him forty-seven miles because he was going in zigzags. <laughs> now, Danny, it's not up to me to cast aspersions on the 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 standard between Hearts and Livingston tomorrow. But there's every chance you're going to get there, then just sleep right through the game, is there not? That's really what the plan is. We're just to get to sleep. <laughs> and the other guys that you're with are they Hearts fans? One of them's a Hearts fan and one of them's an Celtic fan. Ah, right. I see. I like this. I like the sound of that. Honestly, you, you, tell, you know, you look at the media and that, and you always see the bad for football. Exactly. And it's just about time to try. So, but no, I like that. Some of your actual mates. You won't. You, know, uh, you won't be able to fall asleep at Ten Castle anyway. We Davy Martindale will be shouting, and it'll keep you. Ah, that's keep, true. Keep you awake. That's true. That'll be lively. What about your own team then, Danny? What's on your mind as a as a Celtic fan at the moment? Obviously the away record's looking a bit abysmal But It's early days We need to get on board And We're waiting on Kyogo coming back And stuff like that So it's time just to Stick with it And mm-hmm. let's not get ahead of ourselves It's a big rebuild yeah, Obviously for- last year was disappointing But Going forward you know uh, Things are looking more positive under Ange Yeah I think Actually the manager addressed that today Ange Postacoglu And You know it, It's not imminent So he's not going to be back Right away uh, yeah. for Ruhashi So still a little bit of waiting to be done um, And I guess with this news of Yakimakis It's it's a Yeti or no one at the moment Unless they, they reshuffle something drastically Yeah he tried Jota through the middle Of the latter stages of the game um, You know on Thursday um, You know again I think he's better Facing opponents as opposed to his back to opponents But again it gives him at least a different option uh, if it's not quite working, but Danny's, you know, like the the other caller, I think it was John, it was it was saying that uh, you know give give the manager time. Listen, that's great, and but as you mentioned, you know there'll be enough a lot of other supporters whose time scale will be a lot different from Danny's. You know, be a lot mm. shorter, and that's just the nature of football, and particularly now with social media and just the way football is. As you mentioned, Gordon, the, you know, the tenure of football managers is getting shorter and shorter every time, and the patience is getting thinner. So, you know, I think there has to be an element where, you know, results. I think you have, I mean, listen, Danny's saying it, and may, may well be a, a lot of Celtic fans would prefer it that way around having style 
over substance, if you want to call that, that on results. But I, I, I personally think get results on board first, get the points in the table, and then get the entertainment value, then tweak the style. But Ange Postacoglu is going with a philosophy and he believes that philosophy mm. will eventually turn into positive results. Thank you to Danny, who's somewhere approaching Bells Hill on his way from Hamden to Tynecastle. Quite incredible. Danny, I might need to give you a call back tomorrow just to make sure you've made it. Can I also get a big uh, thank happy birthday to Stephen Mackey, who's 50. Of course you can. Big 5 and Well PJ done. Greg Niven, who's turning 5 as well on Sunday. Oh, to be, to be five Hugh Keevans a lot, yeah. It was a long time ago for you Yep all the best To all the guys That are taking part In the birthdays as well uh, Great effort Well done my, I, I was about to complain That my feet are sore I've been standing here For an hour and 15 <laughs> minutes And these guys are walking 47 <laughs> miles uh, Putting us to shame So thank I you again I thought it was 500 miles They walked there Ah dearie me That's Easter Road is it not That'd be yeah. More associated with that yeah. Side of the city Thank you to Danny again um, Funnily enough A similar theme actually Not not the walking But the, the football bit That we covered there Robbie mm-hmm. Is in Falkirk What's your point tonight Robbie? Um, I'm just a, a bit worried About Ange Postacoglu's Philosophy here I think that's a wee bit Why they've been inconsistent Now It seems to be When I listen to him And obviously I read pieces On what he's actually saying But I listen to his uh, Pre-match press conferences And I think he's actually I think Jim might agree with me here I think he's just a wee bit one dimensional And I think that that's why He's lacking a wee bit of consistency um, He even said that if, You know there was one time I read a piece with his philosophy And what he actually said uh, Was he would rather go down Swinging against Barcelona Than trying to contain them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I would just like to get Jim's Take on how he sees uh, Ange Postacoglu And I would like to get Jim's take On his own philosophy You know whether he's been uh, You know his Hibs manager Dumbarton, Morton How how does he play his teams in general And if Celtic was to come call On to one of their grounds Like a Dumbarton or a Morton How much would he adjust If he was actually just playing Normal teams in the league Jim yeah, I mean, I think that, um, you know, he's not the only manager. I think Brendan Rodgers also stated that he would rather play his style of football and when he went to PSG in Barcelona and was, you know, in heavy defeats, um, um, Robbie. But I think that, uh, you know, Ange has his, his style, he's sticking to it. I think domestically, to what level of success? I mean, obviously, a bit depends on Rangers, of course, because that's the, that's going to be the, the, their main and probably only rivals, really, over the course of the season. Um, certainly for the league um, cups as we saw last year with St Johnson can can be different but I think in Europe there has to be an adjustment because uh, you know I think uh, you know uh, over in Spain when they played there they played great but when he plays those inverted fullbacks and he keeps the, the, the woods with the, the natural wingers when you lose mm. possession in there top strikers peel into the space where the fullbacks have left and if you look at the goals they've lost you know lost a good number of goals in those areas against better teams so I think it, in European football, I think he has to adapt and he has to be a little bit more pragmatic and a little bit uh, more, um, you know, defensively minded. Domestically, yeah, fine. That's on, what I was going to say, though, because in fairness, European football mm. makes up quite a small yeah, percentage yeah. of what Celtic or Rangers do, right, mm. in comparison to mm. the number of domestic games. Mm. And look, I know you're going to go to somewhere like, like Livy and, and mm. it might be a slightly different challenge. Mm. And you go to somewhere like Tynecastle, but see if you're Celtic or Rangers mm. and you have... 
the advantage that they have over mm. other clubs. You should yeah. never change your philosophy, should yeah, you? No, I, as I'm saying, domestically, I think they should be able to go to yeah. anywhere in Scottish football and play. Uh, you know, but it doesn't always work. Again, but I think, I think Livingston. But, but that's what I'm saying. Then you, surely you, you just need to do that mm. that better because what other manager? Right, and I'm. This is partly a loaded question But maybe I'm, I'm being serious mm. If you can provide a, an answer That contradicts mm. it What manager Of any team Who's a dominant team mm. in, in their mm. league Chops and changes Their style of play For, for games no, they, None No they, I wouldn't say the, the, the chop and change But what they do Is they, they tweak it Gordon mm. I think that they, they Very tre- small though I mean yeah. take, take down south Like I don't know what the equivalent Would be right But and I, I know this is an extreme example But in relative terms If Liverpool mm. or Man City go to Burnley And it's mm. a tough place yeah. to go They don't just start shelling the ball Because they're playing Burnley They just do what they do And they do it no, better than the other team No but they can be more pragmatic If they're playing Manchester United Or if they're playing Manchester City mm. Or if they're playing you know, but, but that's my point Celtic and, Celtic and Rangers don't Should not have a, a team that's, that's really capable of doing that to them No but But on on any given day in any given sport, some some mm. they'll not will not clip for you for whatever reason. Two or three players just find that they're not in form. So then, what do you do? Just keep sticking with it. So I think that there has to be an a, a chance of just tweaking it slightly. I don't think, as I said to you, I agree with you in, in some aspects. In, in Scottish football, not so much. Um, but certainly, if you're in domestic football, uh, sorry, in European football, I think you do have to assess that you're not going to always be the best yeah, team. When, when so therefore, the, you have to you have to adapt. When the fans are building their impression. Of Ange Postacoglu And whether it will or will not work They will take into account What happens in European matches as well When Celtic played AZ Alkmaar In the Netherlands They lost two awful goals But they, they made it to the group stages When they played Real Betis They scored three and lost four hmm. Through bad defending When they're playing Bayer Leverkusen He has to tweak not abandon his philosophy Or Bayer Leverkusen Will have a lot of joy Against Celtic at Celtic Park The problem is though People always present that Like it's a guarantee I'll take you back to this show Right Brendan Rodgers was getting battered In Europe mm. Off some elite mm. teams by the mm. way Absolute elite teams And when he left Everybody phoned in and said Do you know what At least Neil Lennon Will be a bit more pragmatic mm. in Europe And it will be a bit harder to beat how did that work out? People always act as if it's a guarantee that you just somehow sit in and it'll work and you, you'll no, get results. No, I, I, right? I don't think anybody thinks it's a guarantee, but all we're saying is that in football, if you, as you say, if you've got the best players in the country, then you play one way. For the famous Barcelona team forever played the same way for 10 years and didn't never change their style home and away. Um, Man City in general play that that kind of way. But these teams are very, very, very few and far between, Gordon. You're probably talking two or three teams in the world. Yeah, but d- domestically, though, the, the, the Gulf that Celtic and Rangers yeah, have but, over our yeah, but our if, you, teams if you go to Tencastle or Pitodry and it's a windy, horrible day in January, February, and it's bobbling mm-hmm. about, you can't then just say, "Well, we'll just play." You might have to adapt. You might have to get the ball forward there. Seven, you might have to get in the box. Uh, the last wee thing I'll say on Robbie. Robbie's asking me if, if you know if, if you're playing the better teams. If I'm if I'm playing better teams, then you you try and negate their strength because they're better, and then you try and yeah. hope to spring a surprise or a counter attack. But you basically mm. play counter attack football in essence. Um, it's as far as a philosophy Philosophy is dictated by One the players you have And two the mm. budget you have well, seven, you know? seven away games and six defeats Proves mm. Without contradiction The existence of a problem And if you persist with the, the philosophy that, that you've employed In those seven games Comprising six defeats Then you're being obstinate mm. Because there comes a point when you Maybe you just don't have the players at the moment though 
Well, we don't know because Ange Postacoglu does have a problem with changing things during the course of games and he has admitted uh, to, to having picked the wrong team and played players in the wrong position and so on and so forth. All I'm saying is that when fans are building up their identical photo of Ange Postacoglu, they will take into account obstinacy if you keep on playing the same way in away matches mm. and keep on losing. Yeah, I mean chopping and changing it and still not getting results could be equally as damaging But I guess only time would tell Robbie, your final thoughts? Um, I think Jim's absolutely 100% right And I'm going to take you back to 2002 When Blackburn Rovers played Celtic It was 1-0 to Celtic at Celtic Park But as Hugh and Jim will mind Blackburn dominated that game. They were one of the best games. They one of the best teams that were keeping the ball in England at the time, and absolutely dominated dominated the game. And when Celtic went down to Blackburn for the return leg, Hugh and Jim O'Mind does very very well. What actually Martin O'Neill done was he got Chris Sutton and he stuck him in the hole to shut two guy out the game, and that was one of the major tactical adjustments. With Martin O'Neill in that return leg Thinking about the opposition Put Chris Sutton on two guys What if what happened? Celtic won the game What was it? Two or three now? That's the type of thing I don't think Ange Postacoglu has in him to do To be, to to be think fair about the opposition to, to, to be, Sorry Hugh, on you go To be fair Robbie You're talking about a team that had Sutton and Larson And Stan Petrov and, you know, Ange Postacoglu simply does not have personnel on that level uh, we'll leave it there Robbie thank you 01419511025 full time teaser and more of your calls next taking your calls on Scottish football 01419511025 this is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans and Jim Duffy are in the building it's 01419511025 right I got a good question for you on the teaser right and it's full time at Clyde1.com if you want to get in touch that's the address you send your questions to and hopefully we use them on the show and uh, even more, hopefully, we catch the pundits out with the answers. So, this one sent in again. The Crazy Pony sent me an email with a few questions on it. So, I think that's us used them up. Um, he wants to know since the beginning of last season, so we're not going back far, 10 Scots have played in a victory against a team who's won the Champions League. So, 10 Scots have played in a victory against a team who's won the Champions League. So you don't need me to tell you where the majority of these games will have been played. Scott McTominay. Correct. Andy Scott Robertson. McTominay. He has played in a victory against Liverpool, but also AC Milan, Scott McTominay. So he would count, yes, and Andy, Andy Robertson. Robertson played yeah. Manchester United. Take your pick. Ajax, Milan, Chelsea, Man U. John McGinn. Um, yes. Do you remember who they beat? Quite famously at the start of last season. Big um, scoreline. Uh, Liverpool. Yes. They won 7-2 or something. Yeah. Uh, Billy Gilmer. No, actually, not yet. No. Um, I think. I think we'll leave it there because Liam that, Cooper. Uh, again, no, actually. Kieran Tierney. Yes, so he has played against in victories against Liverpool, Man U, Chelsea. So, good start. Robertson, Tierney, McTominay, McGinn. Can you name the ten Scots since the start of last season who've played in a victory against a team that's won the Champions League? Most of them are along those lines. And there are maybe just one or two that slightly outside the box. Okay, uh, let's take a quick look at last night because one thing we haven't mentioned is the fact that Hibs are through to play oh. um, Rangers in the semi-final because they beat Dundee United last night. They 
came flying out the blocks, took an early a commanding lead. Dundee United did all right actually, yeah. but Hibs too too much in the end. And there's a great story in the making here. Scott Allen, who was supposed to be on his way to St Mirren, yeah. and has now re-emerged at Hibs. I mean the 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 internal turmoil caused by uh, that failure to get the deal done for Jamie McGrath. Uh, is still being felt at Easter Road Talk of people losing their jobs Because of the transfer deadline day But Scott Allen is a terrific story We've had him on this programme And he has spoken about his personal life story mm. And it's it's a wonderful story But the football story right now Should have been a St Mirren player by this time Comes into the Hib side His pass on Saturday for Paul McGinn's goal Was a, a work of art and a thing of beauty And now He's in that side and he has got over all of the transfer deadline day nonsense. He's, a, he's a, applied himself. Someone with an innate understanding that uh, football is not a matter of life and death because he's dealt with the other side of life and death. Uh, great story. Very good team. Uh, they'll present Rangers a real challenge in the semi-final. And one of these times, Jack Ross is a bit of a serial failure in semi-finals. One of these times, he won't be. I'm sure you can't speak specifically on behalf of Scott Allen, Jim, but you wonder, mm. and you'll have seen many situations like it, what that's like. Because if, if they're actively trying or open to the idea that he leaves the club on mm. transfer deadline day, then it doesn't happen. Are you as a player thinking, well, they, they don't really want me, or they don't mm. want me as much as I would like them to want me? But you're still there And then you have to go and do a job And he's actually done it really quite well In the last few yeah, games Yeah I mean I, I know Davy Hopkin uh, Just uh, left at United Obviously just a couple of weeks ago Tried to get um, Scotland as well f- Phoned Jack Ross mm. to ask the question And at that time Jack said no he, he saw him And that was only maybe I would say A couple of weeks before The end of the, the, the transfer window um, And I'm sure there was probably A number of clubs Because he is a terrific player but as a player, I mean that—that's the thing, um, Gordon. You know, we had the, one of the callers earlier on talk about Golson. You know, playing his ticket. But you're a professional. When you're at the club, whether it falls through and there's an element of disappointment, probably initially there probably was because he's thinking I'm going to go there and play regular first team football. But what? But once you're back into the team and back in the in that fold, I think you quickly put that to the back of your mind, and you then start enjoying your football again. And, and Scott Allen seems to be doing that. He's got a terrific goal. Um, it was last night or the night before. Um, the volley. Uh, you and know, then his assist. And his assist as well was terrific with the reverse mm. passes. As, as, as we've seen him doing that a few times. I think we've seen him doing that. Ibrox a couple of years ago. He's a terrific player. And um, you know, as, as Hugh said, with the with the issues he's had, I think we all love to see players with natural, you know, natural ability, a football and ability, but um, getting that that opportunity to be an important part of Hibs. And I think with. Um, with him in the team and the likes of Boyle uh, and Nisbet and stuff like that, I think he gives them a different dimension. Bit of a different challenge though, because I take Hugh's point, when you get to the, the semi-finals mm-hmm. like Hibs did and it, it doesn't go your way, that's going to go against mm-hmm. you as a manager. But it's a different proposition playing one of the big two in a yeah. semi-final. You know, that, that's different, isn't it? Yeah, one, one it's, it's a high-profile high game, of course, but you know, you, the, the pressure's maybe not on you quite so much because uh, you know when you play, say, it's Livingston or St Man or whatever it happens to be, then the expectation for Hibs that they should win that game and or St Johnson, who, who proved they went wrong last year. Um, so it's, it's, it's you know, the, now they're the underdogs, significant underdogs, so therefore, you know, there, there's maybe a little bit less... Expectation on their shoulders They have been now There a couple of times So they're getting used to these Latter stages of competition And as you said 
you know, eventually, you know, one of them will go, will go in their favour, uh, and they'll get they'll get back to another final. Um, but I think it's a, a terrific match to look forward to Rangers and Hibs. I think it'll be a real open. You know, two teams really trying to win the match, and plenty of firepower in both teams, and plenty of quality. Uh, I, I, I definitely think that's mm. that's what that's one that'll, as I say, that you'll be licking your lips if you've got a, a ticket for that. Uh, we've got Keith on the line now. Keith, you can tell the producers are not from our part of the world. New Mains. It's one word. Mm-hmm. They've written on this screen, Keith, that you're from New, New Mains. Mains. <laughs> and, uh, you're just up the road from me, so yeah, we, I know what you're talking about. What's your What's your point tonight? Uh, it was basically about the see with the the coach set up. Mm-hmm. Why does Ange not go into there and try and pull a couple of players through there and embed them? If, if everything's to go the way it is, I know that you know. What I mean, we don't really know what's happening. So get some of the youngsters in. Nah, not for me. Uh, they're, they're in the Colts because they're, they're there to learn the game. Uh, he needs players that have to adapt to uh, the Premiership. And uh, the semi-final of the Premier Sports Cup And the Europa League group section There are players there uh, Urugiri uh, Players like that Brought in Liam Scales uh, Made his debut last night So there are players His problem is that The star turns The captain, Callum McGregor Furuhashi Who had lit up Celtic Park They're not there for him because of injury These are the problems that he has to Contend with The loss of James Forrest uh, So It's not about Bringing boys out Of the Colts That's not what he needs He, he needs his Star turns back I mean Keith He's shown that He will play Adam Montgomery He's more than willing To play Adam Montgomery So does that not suggest That he is willing To do it But only if they're good enough It's more than the goal scorers I'm going to I'm sure there's a young boy Called Coffee or something And he seems to be Banging them in for fun so why not give him a wee shot? We've done it with Sean Maloney and Mark Burchill. I go back to Charlie Mulgrew's legendary answer about giving people a wee shot. It's not a set of swings. It is the Premiership, the Europa League and Cup football in the Premier Sports Cup. So may the young man go on and have a dazzling career, but now is not his time. The Celtic need to get uh, players back uh, and Ange Postacoglu has to fill in In the meantime But that does not mean Bringing in Totally untried mm. Wholly inexperienced youngsters That's not what this is all about I, I think I think you that the, you know, Obviously Ange Postacoglu And he's got to take advice For John Kennedy Steve McManus that When he's went into the club They know all the young players And he must have said I want to play 4-3-3 I mm-hmm. want to play with two wingers And a striker And I want you know I want movement I want quick ex- Players with real acceleration and they must have said to him, look, well, we don't have them yet because mm. if, if they would have, they, they would have promoted them in, in that group. So he, he goes and brings in Jota and uh, Abada, who are both young. Particularly uh-huh. Abada's only about 19, I think. Yeah. And he brings Furuhashi in. So he brings three players in that area of the pitch who he believes can add quality to Celtic and they're all young. So therefore that tells you that they don't believe that there is the same quality. So you know, Keith. You know, listen. No, no one likes to see you know younger players getting the, the you know opportunities more than myself. And I think a lot of Celtic fans, a lot of fans all over the country, love to see boys come through the ranks. But they've got to be. 
of a of a standard that um you know that can complement the squad. And you're right, you mentioned a few guys there who I think did Barry get their opportunities. In, I think he's in loan at yeah. Cork at the moment. Yeah. He was at Cliftonville previously. Yeah, I mean, I I mean listen, the, 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 Montgomery's come through, Ralston's in the team, so there's two boys Stephen there Welsh. currently. Stephen Welsh is another one in the squad. So that, Mikey Johnson's back. That's from actually quite a decent number, actually, if you think about it. You know, it's it's probably a, a, you know is there, there's not that many teams of more than three or four boys tops in and around the mm. first team squad and playing a significant number of games. Um, what about the new If we're talking the other end The experienced players Keith A new contract for Callum McGregor Is that something that pleases you? Yes very There's not a lot of guys there right now So hats off to the wee guy He's proved he's Celtic Know what I mean? Yeah I mean Hugh If you look at I don't know Similar ability And people will How can you say they're similar He's much better than him I, I'm just being very general yeah. for, for the purposes of the, the Conversation and um, look at guys that have gone down south. Stuart Armstrong, for instance, uh-huh. Ryan Christie, chose Bournemouth in the summer. Um, I, I dare say, compared to those guys, because we see them in a Scotland context, Callum McGregor could uh, attract. You know, there, there was always talk of Brendan Rodgers and Leicester. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure he could. He could get something down there if he really, really wanted to. So, in the day and age where people don't tend to commit their, uh, you know, be one club men or all the rest of it, is it quite refreshing to see? Without doubt. Because when last season ended and it was a truly awful season for Celtic and it must have hurt Callum McGregor deeply uh, and then he watches Scott Brown uh, announce that he is going to Aberdeen Callum McGregor would only have been human to, to look about him and think well where's all this going now but never at any stage did Callum McGregor uh, agitate to go anywhere else never did he respond to all of the the rumours about Leicester City and others He got his head down Committed himself to Celtic And now he has officially Formally committed himself to Celtic In the form of a contract That will see him finish his career at Celtic mm-hmm. So he has shown himself to be The one club man the, the, the character that's not supposed to exist anymore You start with Celtic And you finish mm. with Celtic It's not I can't believe this is now Something that y- you mention as a as a compliment Jim But you, you almost have to Because it's so Unusual in 2021 You look at Callum McGregor James Forrest Guys who play At the, the top level For us up here And um, Quite quiet Low key mm-hmm. Not on social media yeah. You know that might seem like so, yeah. A bit of a, a throwaway, but but seriously, what, 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 what maybe that's why they players, have stayed. What popular players aren't on social media <laughs> these days? But they too yeah. just tend to. Yeah, but honestly, I think that there could be elements of reason that part of the reason why they've enjoyed their football because they don't need to listen to and read all the rubbish that they may get um, um, spouted on social media, so they can actually just go about their lives quietly. Uh, understated and enjoy their football play for a top club, fantastic stadium, magnificent supporters, and paid handsomely. You know. And, and don't and, and like living where they live. So some people question ambition. You know, how are you it, supposed to show everybody how nice your car is yeah, and where exactly. you're going well, on holiday if you don't have social I, media? I remember back in the day when there wasn't social media. Paul McStay was often accused of that, and 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 eventually Barry Ferguson got that label, and I think that maybe kind of almost kind of pushed Barry towards you know going to Blackburn and uh-huh. stuff like that. But again. He loved Rangers But Rangers guy Stay there I think that's how we come back Because Sometimes you just feel at home At a place And if it's if you're successful And you're playing all the time Like these guys The amount of trophies That these guys have all Have all picked up James Forrest As you say Callum McGregor And stuff like that Then since, Why would you want to move? Since you, you mentioned move? Paul McStay I knew that Paul McStay's wife's name Was Anne-Marie I knew he had mm-hmm. six children mm-hmm. I Have no idea 
Whether Callum McGregor is married or single I don't know whether he has children Or no children I don't know anything about him I don't know where he lives uh, All I know is Callum McGregor The football player And I know that he's been Hugely impressive for Celtic And is going to be The one club man That Paul McStay was uh, But you're right It's amazing in 2021 With social media And all the rest of it I have no idea of anything about Callum McGregor other than he plays for Celtic. That nearly turned into loose women there, so I think we'll leave it. Thank you very much to <laughs> Keith in New Mains. It was nice to speak to you, Keith. How are you two getting on with this teaser? Since the beginning of last season, 10 Scots have played in a victory against the team who's won the Champions League. So guys like John McGinn, uh, he beat Chelsea and Liverpool. Scott McTominay's done it, Andy Robertson's done it, Kieran Tierney's done Give it. Give you one off the wall. Ryan Gold? No. Uh. James MacArthur Oh good shout Palace beat Man U And he played Yep Stuart Armstrong Yep They beat Liverpool And he played One I think I think uh, They had one of their few wins But I can't remember If he was actually playing the team I know But I know they had a few wins Under Sam Allardyce Robert Snodgrass He is not on the list Mm. We will give you The rest of the answers next Number one For football In Glasgow and the West 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans and Jim Duffy are here into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard We've got Championship Football uh, tonight and in fact we've almost uh, come close to an opener Friend of the show I think it was Chris Burke down the right hand side for Kilmarnock uh, They're up there at Arbroath Looks like a calm night Jim and by Arbroath standards Looks alright <laughs> Yeah, I mean the pitch is always a terrific pitch. To be honest with you, I think it's just because it's just next to the the the, the water there. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, normally it's it's quite breezy, so I think Commander will be delighted going up there. That it seems a quite a calm night. Um, but a broth, um, you know, again under Dick Campbell, done magnificent over the last couple of years, and have started this season very well. And again, people sometimes stereotype managers and and Dick gets that mm-hmm. sometimes. But I tell you what, they're a good side. A broth, they play some good football. Uh, they've got a good balance about them And um, you know they're, Yeah they're, they're, They'll certainly be They're no surprise to anyone Who's in the game That's for sure It wasn't Chris Burke by the way It was Scott Robinson And now that I look at it A bit closer It's still pretty windy Hugh <laughs> Yeah but <laughs> On That's nothing inspection. up there But that's a decent crowd as well You know So the, the, the people are turning out uh, So Good on Dick Campbell Yeah so I think Our broth I mean part time our broth Pretty much could go top of the league If they were to win that game tonight Which is just Incredible what would, what would we do? A part <laughs> time team in the top flight? Is that yeah. allowed? Well, well first of all, yeah, you give Dick course. Campbell the manager of the year award. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, but it would be remarkable in this day and age when all we talk about is budgets. Yeah. Uh, and they're not even a full time team. So can they sustain it? Well, they've made a, a promising start. And Kelly and Inverness and others will have something to yeah. say about that before the end of the season. Speaking of which, I mean, have mm. United lost since you took temporary charge? I don't think so. No, nope. not, not so far, mate. But no. uh, I'm saying the old magic dust hasn't worn off yet. <laughs> no. But uh, so far, it's went okay. And has that led to any discussions about what happens moving forward, whether that's no. something you do permanently or someone else does? No. Um, just, um, you know, like, like anybody that's goes into the interim, you take the. The team for the period of time that you're asked to, and then um, you try and do as well as you possibly can. Then it's up to 
Um, you know the board and the chairman and stuff like that to decide which direction they want the club to go in. But you know I'm enjoying it. Um, obviously, it's a wee bit more enjoyable when you're winning games. But uh, as I say, I also understand it can change very, very quickly in football. So just want to try and keep it going as long as I can. And your old team tomorrow, Morton, Morton as well yeah. down yeah. in Somerset. That's a cracker of a fixture mm-hmm. to look forward to. Um, any more on that teaser during the break? We're looking for the last ten Scots who've played in a winning team. Against a side that's won the Champions League So, you know, guys like James MacArthur did it for Crystal Palace Against Man U Stuart Armstrong's done it John McGinn, Scott McTominay Kieran Tierney Andy Robertson Did Liam Henderson do it at Verona? Ah, no, but he did it at Empoli So there we go I'll give you Brilliant, well Mm -hmm. done Against Juve Um, One that's just come into Scotland recently Played in Germany David Bates? No No Mm. more on the continent it's your only one Liam Henderson Okay Did, did Ryan Christie Beat any of them When he was playing Celtic was no. No. no No There Are three left But Two of them Are From the same team In, in the same game In fact Right So once you, if, you get, if, you, if you get that connection you, You'll get those two And then I must admit The last remaining one Is a cracker mm. And it's in England uh, they all are now Yeah, yeah, now, yeah. That, now that you've got Liam Henderson They all are now I must say uh, Right Hugh Before we go Final word on tomorrow's games Then Dundee Rangers Are you looking forward to that one? Yeah I'm looking forward to it More than James McPake will be I, I, I can't help but feel uh, You know that uh, It's a horrible run And you know To lose a Dundee Derby To go out of the cup uh, Within the space of Five days uh, and not to have scored a goal at all in five games uh, You can't be going into the match thinking It will all turn out It's not the old, fine. Free, the old free hit argument though I, I know but sometimes it, uh, The free hit argument comes up against a serious hurdle And the, the, the hurdle here is mm. a golfing quality Rangers, uh, Stephen Gerrard Again to go back to the clip that you played earlier Clearly feels that they are on the cusp they are not far away from beginning to look like the team they were last season, and he can feel it. He can feel the momentum, uh, and I, I, I cannot make out a case for Dundee getting anything in that game tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, Jim Rangers have they've probably had, had bits and pieces here, but mm-hmm. it was it was said by many observers that the first half against Motherwell was as good as they'd played, but obviously they dropped points mm-hmm. at Ibrox, which yeah. was unheard of last season. The first half the other night wasn't great, but then Hadji comes on. And changes things and, and they look a bit better. So yeah, I think it's I think it's an awkward one for Dundee because they haven't played you know they haven't played badly in some of the games, but they haven't you know obviously taken their chances. But he's going to have to take a risk somewhere along the line, and it's a difficult one to take a risk against Rangers. But, but you do need the result, and I think the more risk to take against Rangers, the better Rangers um, will feel about it because you know the the. Mother will get a little bit of um, you know joy for the fact is they just stayed in the game and mm-hmm. kept it compact and made it difficult. Will Dundee try that? I'm not so sure. I think I think he's maybe going to have to take, as I said to you, a bit of a gamble. And if he does that, then that will leave opportunities for mm-hmm. Rangers, and that's something they don't get that often. Most teams will sit and uh, and keep it tight against them. So, yeah, I, again, I, I would I would imagine that Rangers will go up there and um, and win the match. Speaking of Motherwell at home to Ross County tomorrow. <laughs> 
Mm. Yeah, again, Motherwell's results. Uh, I, I, I've been consistent over the last. Well, people can question their performance regardless of that. If you claim I was Andy, you're absolutely thrilled with the point at Ibrox. Um, and again, uh, Malky said that he felt his team is is starting to 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 gel now. I mean, they had the horrendous time when he went in there. I think they had to pretty much shut down yep. for COVID almost the minute he walked in. Pre-season was all over the place. Again, we talk about Celtic. I think he's had to sign about. 10 players or something like yeah. more than that so getting all those guys just clicking um, is going to take a bit of time but he feels that they're closer to that now so I think that'll be an awkward game for Motherwell but Motherwell are in good form so you would expect them just to nick it If golf is your thing Hugh Bryson DeChambeau has just driven the ball 417 yards <laughs> which is about the distance <laughs> from here to your flat so yeah, it's uh, quite quite something <laughs> quite something Well I, I would Travel that distance in a taxi <laughs> So <laughs> uh, The last remaining game Tomorrow is Hearts Livy Hugh But it's going to be a, a, well, big, a big weekend Across the board There's obviously a fascination In this city About how Celtic do Against Dundee United But St Mirren Aberdeen On Sunday The battle of two teams Who really could be doing With a win Well that, that for me Is the, the, the fascinating one St Mirren Aberdeen um, Because so much was expected of Aberdeen this season Scott Brown being the captain Stephen Glass brought in as manager uh, The sense that something revolutionary was in the air And it's all gone pear-shaped Seven games without a win Out of Europe Out of the Premier Sports Cup to Wraith Rovers uh, He really needs a result Because I can only imagine that people are restless in the Granite City And they, they, they take themselves Very seriously at Aberdeen They think that Fergie's mm. still there So uh, you know, Derek McKinnon's got a lot of stick For people th- Again looking at You know the fact that They were very consistent But people wanted a change In direction Change in style And all these sort of things But um, you know Stephen again We're going about Ange Postacoglu He needs time He definitely needs time mm. He needs to You know But it's again How much time Do you actually get <laughs> Okay, we're pre- well. We're pretty much out of time. Mm. You you don't get much more time, mm. I must say, to come up with the remaining answers on this teaser. You've got three to get, I think. Mm. I think I might have won. Ryan Fraser. No, right. If I tell you the team that we need here, mm. Sheffield United. Um, Ollie McBurney. Believe it or not, no. The other two. Um, I had to John check. Fleck. Yes, and I had to check that he wasn't playing. Um, right, so we've got John Fleck and same first name as McBurney. Oh, Ollie Shaw. Nope, no, he's playing Ollie for Kilmarnock. No, Ollie, it was a Celtic. And, yep. Um, and Leipzig and. God's sake, just got the mental block. Um, shares a name with Chris, who plays Buck. for Kilmarnock. Yeah, Ollie, 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 we got the Ollie, Ollie, Ollie Buck. Guy. Last one's tough. Mm-hmm. Played for West Brom against Chelsea in a victory. You'll have forgotten all about him because he had a fairly forgettable. Scotland career I think he did score um, Under Alex McLeish In the second spell um, But one of these guys That actually Has had a really good career Down south But any time we brought him Into the Scotland team Didn't really click He's not from these parts either He's one of them That we Got up the granny rule Or something Okay MP yeah, Matty Phillips Matt Phillips, Matt Phillips yeah. Thank you Jim Duffy and Hugh Keevans We're back at 2 o'clock tomorrow So make sure you join us then Big weekend of football coming up And GBX Anthems up next